If your litter box could talk, what would it say to you? Good morning, lovely day, isn't it? Or perhaps, what's up with all the clay dust and chemicals you're laying on me and the cat? If that's the case, consider World's Best Cat Litter. It's virtually dust-free, quick clumping, and lasts twice as long as clay litter. And because it's made from corn, it's chemical-free and a naturally safe choice. World's Best Cat Litter, the number one selling natural litter brand for a reason. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, sacred international journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earthwalk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com. Welcome, curious minds out there in Radio Land. To CC with BB, connecting with coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, and that's me. We have the only radio show in the world dedicated to the study of coincidences, synchronicity, and serendipity. We are coming to you through Exxon Broadcast Network, located in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and broadcasting all over the world. I'm a psychiatrist. I help people with medications and with psychotherapy. I work with both the brain and the mind. Coincidences involve both your mind and your brain. My purpose in life is to learn, teach, help people, and have fun, all of which can happen in the study of coincidences. Synchronicity is spoken here. Coincidences alert us to the possibility of hidden causes, they alert us to the mysterious hiding in plain sight. Put the phrase connecting with coincidence in your search engine and find my book of the same name, my Psychology Today blog, website, and my several social media sites. And tell me, would you like to know how sensitive to coincidences you are? Take the weird coincidence survey on my website and find yourself a number. Are you ultra-sensitive or not so sensitive? It'll give you an idea, and then maybe give you a pathway into the future regarding your relationship to coincidences. 
I met our super guest through a movie called Time is Art, Synchronicity and the Collective Dream. Gary Bobroff organized an excellent conference on synchronicity in the desert of California in 2014, which was part of that excellent film. He was one of the featured speakers as well. Gary is intrigued with archetypes. We will, we will be discussing how archetypes play a role in the creation of some coincidences. First, a little history regarding what I think is a neglected archetype, and I want to see what our guest Gary Bobroff thinks of this. That history involves Wolfgang Pauli, who won the Nobel Prize for the discovery of one of the primary patterns underlying our human experience of solidity of objects, of our bodies, of the world we call real. This pattern, which I would call an archetype, has been called and is called the Pauli Exclusion Principle. It explains in mathematical terms how things in the world feel solid. It has something to do with half-integers or integers of very tiny quantum particles. If a particle has an, inter integer of, an integer spin of one, then we're not talking about the Pauli exclusion principle. But if these particles that are paired have spins that are half, not whole, then they can't come together in the way the the particles that are ones that are full integers can come together. So these two, these half integer particles are excluded from coming together from each other. And as best as I can understand this complicated mathematical ideas, this exclusion forms the basis of the elements of the periodic table and helps us feel solidity. Pauli was, a, for a brief time, a patient of psychiatrist Carl Jung, who, of course, invented the term synchronicity, and then a friend and a collaborator for many years. I wonder how much influence Pauli had in supporting Jung's belief in archetypes based on the Pauli exclusion principle. Archetypes are predisposing patterns of behavior that exist independently of human beings, but influence and guide our experience of this world. It has been shown that the Pauli exclusion principle is, is responsible for that bulk, that matter, that matter has to us, that is stable and occupies volume. The Pauli exclusion principle is, at least to my way of thinking, a beautiful connection between mind and matter, but lying outside of mind and matter. Our guest, Gary Bobroff, is an, an international author, speaker, and workshop leader. He has led, he has had an undergraduate degree from the University of British Columbia and a master's degree in Jungian oriented psychology from Pacifica Graduate Institute of Santa Barbara. In 2014, he envisioned and produced the Synchronicity Matter and Psyche Symposium in Joshua Tree, California, 
which also featured Rupert Sheldrake, Graham Hancock, Richard Tarnas, and others. He is a developer and facilitator of the Archetypal Nature Personality Workshops. He's also the author of Crop Circles, Jung and the Reemergence of the Archetypal Feminine. His work with archetypes has led him to facilitate workshops in archetypal nature, uh, a modern presentation of primary binary oppositions in human personality. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology Science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. Welcome back to CC with BB. Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman. Our super guest today is 
Gary Bobroff, who has developed and leads seminars in archetypal nature, has written a book on crop circles, and I'm looking forward to talking with him about the relationship between archetypes and coincidences and synchronicity. Gary, welcome to the program. Glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Well, tell us first about one of your most interesting coincidences, please. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to. Well, I've really noticed, as I'm sure a lot of your listeners will have discovered in their own lives, you know, just how much synchronicity is happening in my life, even down to things like music synchronicities and all that, which after a certain point, you, you don't deny that anymore. Um, but one of the, you know, sort of classic synchronicities in my life was um, I was driving across the Canadian prairie and I was pulled off for gas in a small town and was heading back towards the highway. And I came along to a, um, a woman walking along the side of the road in the same direction I was going. And I looked as I got closer and I thought, geez, that looks like, uh, you know, this, a, a former girlfriend of mine. And I got closer and pulled up beside her and it was her. And, um, turns out that she was traveling in the same direction across Canada that I was with uh, her sister and brother-in-law. And so she rode with me and we got to chat and catch up. And in the course of, of chatting, we discovered that it was 10 years to the day that we had been moving, uh, from our hometown for university, uh, 10 years exactly to the day traveling in the same direction together. And here we have this synchronicity of, of meeting up in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so that, for me, was a pretty pretty clear synchronicity. And synchronicity has so many different meanings to different people, but the primary Jungian definition has a lot to do with uh, personal significance related to individuation or development of one's personality and psychologically. Did this have that kind of impact on you? Well, yes and no. I mean, I think one of the things is that... Um, you know, we're such an ego-oriented society and such a consumeristic society that people tend to interpret their synchronicities in a very shallow way. So they interpret it however it feels good for them. And that is very counter to the way that Jung would do it. When Jung was looking at a synchronicity, he would look, with, look at it with an eye for what he was not seeing, with an eye for what he was not getting. With the, even right down to the situation. Um, so for me, there wasn't, um, you know, it was here I was with this very powerful romantic figure from my history and how important that was to me. And I, I think with a lot of synchronicities like that, there's a kind of a collective message which, which has to do with understanding that synchronicity is real and it's a part of our world. And thus you have to make the rules about the world much bigger than our rational uh, sort of linear-minded worldview would like to. Uh, but personally, it was the kind of thing that really I didn't get until many, 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 many years later. And I think especially when we're, we're younger, but for most people... Every three seconds, there's a new victim of identity theft. A criminal could be applying for loans in your name or even selling your personal info on the dark web. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock monitors your info and alerts you to potential identity threats. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, 
But with LifeLock, it's easy to help protect yourself. Save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Well, you know, there's just this desire to take a synchronicity and make it fit in the box that you want it to fit in. And again, Jung's point of view would be just the opposite. That it, that it is, it's about seeing what you're not seeing, seeing what you're not getting, seeing what you don't want to get. So for me... You know, it was the kind of thing that I, I didn't get it really until till decades later. And I think you have to look at synchronicities always with an eye towards um, that possibility that you're not getting it. And I there's, think that was true what, for me. There was, there's two underlying ideas in what uh, I heard from you. One, one is uh, making people aware that synchronicity is real. And this slammed it even home more for you i'm sure you were sensitive to it before and they make you ones like this make you wonder how they work that's an the explanation meaning Mm -hmm. they make you search in your minds and maybe into the future about how how does it happen and for you uh it's such a beautiful description in that that coincidence involves time and space Time, mm-hmm. 10 years exactly to the day, and space out there in the middle of Canadian highways for the two of you to come together. Yeah, and, and, and decades for the meeting to unfold. And that's then the other thing. And I, I, I struggle with the word meaning here, partly because uh, coincidences are, or synchronicity is thought to be um, a definition, the definition or the explanation that uh, – Jungians often use is um, an a-causal connecting principle, by which they mean, of course, that the two elements of the coincidence are meaningfully connected, which means the two elements have some meaning in common. So that's a kind of a, a different definition than what I might think of is how it means personally and how uh, otherwise you might explain it. And what what did what did it mean to you personally all these years later well i I, i'm not going to get into that (laughs) Uh, unfortunately that's kind of a private thing but um you know i I think that's the kind of process that we need to have an eye for and and like you're saying you know the problem with the word meaning that, that comes to mind for me is that we we think that we've got it figured out and i think in many cases that's exactly what a synchronicity isn't there to do. It isn't, you know, some of them, yeah, you get it right away, and that's tremendous, and there's meaning. But a lot of times, um, it isn't something that we get right away. Um, at the uh, the symposium that I held, the Synchronicity Matter and Psyche yes, Symposium yes. in 2014, in Joshua Tree, we were so blessed. Uh, we had Rupert Sheldrake and Jill Purse and Graham Hancock and Dr. Jim Tucker, who many of your listeners will know, and... Um, and Richard Tarnas, who is, of course, so phenomenal on the topic of synchronicity. Yes, yes. One of the things he talked about um, was a story of Jung and being in a meeting about whether a scientific paper should be published. 
and he was sort of thinking that it shouldn't and kind of getting annoyed with the meeting and and all of a sudden he looked at his watch and he asked the gentleman that he was sitting with what time do you have and he said well it's five five thirty and what time did we begin five o'clock and Jung realized that his watch had stopped and he had just had it at the watchmaker a few weeks before now of course he's Swiss too so they're very you know it's the the watch is a highly regarded and respected item and in Switzerland, when you get your watch back from the watchmaker, you know, you're trusting that it's going to be working 100%. So he looked at that stop of his own watch and said, let's start this whole meeting over again. And so he allowed the meeting to begin again with a different attitude toward what was happening in the meeting. And, of course, that is so very often what synchronicity is asking us, is to have a different attitude. But how difficult it is that when we are so identified with our feelings, uh, feeling about a situation, about the world, whatever it might be, how willing are we to change our attitude? And of course, this is what Jung was doing on a day-to-day basis, living that way with this eye toward what he was not seeing. And uh, I think that's such a beautiful illustration of, of Jung's practical attitude towards synchronicity and how we have to be looking for what we're not seeing all the time yeah that's i want to that's a, such a an interesting idea that you're saying there then that that story that you just mentioned uh from richard tarnas um to me that interpretation was jung made was pretty simple the watch was supposed to be fixed but it wasn't that means his thinking might not be right so he's got to change his mind that looked like a fairly evident um reflection of how he should be thinking about himself it's a wonderful guidance and he was alert to do it but mm-hmm. that didn't seem to me to be looking for something that you're not looking for i mean it was it, it was looking for guidance which coincidences sometimes can do yeah i see it as looking for what he wasn't seeing because he he had to change his whole attitude about the meeting that he had the wrong conclusion yes. in mind from the get-go Yes, yes. Uh, although you can't tell me about it, uh, the the waiting ten years, waiting decades later to come with an interpretation to see what you didn't see at that at that meeting in the on the on the highways. I guess you did something like that, um, and that took a long time. And it's amazing that you were able to keep that that question going to see what it was that you weren't thinking about that you then could find that you had to think about. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I think, one of the things, right, is when we're looking at our life through that lens of seeing the mythic patterns or the archetypal patterns that we're not getting is that we will get them, you know, later in life and we get them, you know, after time has passed. And, and so it continues to be a process where we can look back and revisit, um, you know, past events and, and look for new meaning with when we have new eyes about what the patterns in our life are about. Ah, the new eyes to see the patterns and look back and see to see what might have been an idea there. Uh, why don't you give us a, 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 a beginning definition of archetypes? Well, there's a lot of different definitions yes. of archetypes. In, in the Jungian world, there's, you know, there's a very broad definition, which has to do with um, you know, there's thousands of archetypes and sort of any folklore, mythic, motif uh, would would really be an archetype um, any content in the psyche that is collective that you see it shared across cultures um, so you know Jung had this great advantage 
of living in a time before the internet and television. So if he was dealing with someone and they dreamed of this ancient, you know, Chinese, uh, you know, image or something like that, he could open up a Chinese alchemical text and find that same image and realize, hey, there was there's a collective unconscious happening here. There's shared imagery across cultures and across time. Um, and so there's a connection there between the collective unconscious and the archetype. We think of archetypes as kind of the structural points or the girders of, of the unconscious and that they are potent. They have energy and attraction for us. Um, so, you know, what drives one person to be drawn towards something and someone else to be drawn away from it or repelled by it is the nature of our connection to a certain archetype. So there are these psychic hotspots is another way of thinking about it. Yeah, that's uh, that's new to me about um, archetypes having energy in them. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. Uh, the, what? How do you understand that that form of energy? Well, the, they are they're you know in the archetypal nature work that I do, uh, it's very clear that people get their identity from a, a certain number of archetypes. That the way they are in the world, whether they are uh, invested in the collective or more of an individual whether they're seeking understanding or seeking application and doing and uh, goals and accomplishment, those are different archetypal ways of being, different kinds of personality, but that the energy, um, you know, there's archetypal points that, that, that have a lot of energy. Are we constantly going for romantic uh, engagement? Are we constantly thinking about the family? These are different archetypal hotspots that our energy is just going into them unconsciously. Uh, you don't, you don't have to train people to be a certain way or their energy just flows to the archetypes that are, are most uh, important for them. Uh, and that's an unconscious importance. It's not something you choose. It's like a stamp that you're born in, into the world. And that becomes uh, the source of our identity and fulfillment, whether those that archetype is lived out in a... In, in a well, happy, happy way or an unhappy way. That's very, very interesting. And Thank we'll you. continue with the idea of the energy and archetypes, just how they shape us and how we are so drawn to them uh, after a short break. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. While science pursues fact, magic accesses the quantum level, bridging random facts to form truth. As long as science and magic remain separate and polarized, the truth cannot be known. I'm Gwilda Wiecka. Join me on the Science of Magic radio program, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. During each episode, I'll be speaking with experienced and respected scientists and mystics 
from astrologists to astronomers, from medical doctors to shaman, the scientific method to dowsing and intuition, we'll weave together information from seemingly divergent practices to promote unity and enlightenment. Join me, Gwilda Wiyaka, and the Science of Magic right here on the Mutual Broadcast Network. For more information, visit www.thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. Welcome back to Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Our guest today is Gary Barbaroff. We are talking about archetypes and synchronicity. And we'll get to one of Gary's favorite ideas is the feminine and its reemergence in our society. Uh, would Gary, would you also begin to talk about how archety- archetypes 
the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. And synchronicity are related to each other. Sure. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, one of the things we have to understand is that, um, you know, synchronicities uh, are connected to our unconscious, and that includes connected to our feeling self and our thinking self. So uh, one of the big pieces that people often leave out is is feeling, and every archetypal connection that we have isn't just a mental idea. It's also connected to our body, to our physiology, to our uh, feeling state, most certainly, right? There are certain experiences that will make us feel great and fulfilled, and for someone else might have an opposite experience. And that's a, it's the archetypal underpinning that, that, that indicates which way it's going to go. And with synchronicity, um, you know, there's these meaningful things that happen in our life, and of course they're going to reflect the archetypes that are most important to us. Um, one of the things that I found, like I said, is how much feeling is involved in these experiences that, that it seems like, you know, you break up with someone and you run into them all over town, perhaps something like that, that, that it's these feeling connections. And, uh, Jung actually talked about, uh, Albertus Magnus, who was a teacher of, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. And, uh, he talked about there being a power in the human soul that that can bring you know events into happening and, and the emotionality is what causes that to happen that there's some way that feeling is is a big uh, sort of a quantitative um, factor for synchronicity oh but, yes oh yes you know so I think you know the, the feeling bit and the archetypal bit always fit together and to me that's where we start getting into the archetype of the feminine because you know, one of the things that our world has done in the last couple hundred years is really repress the feminine, both in the world and in our minds and in yeah. ourselves, yeah. in our consciousness. And one of the things it does is it lops off all the mysterious and anomalous experiences, things like synchronicity, that don't fit in the what you might call a masculine, rational, reductive uh, worldview. All you know, everything that doesn't fit in that uh, way of viewing the world gets thrown away or derided or you know, um, I'm sure you, your listeners will know about Rupert Sheldrake and the different people that have really been put down, even though they've done great work uh, around consciousness studies. And Rupert's done great work about the sense of being stared at and all that, which, again, point to consciousness being bigger than the body. And so we're at this moment where we are breaking out of the old masculine paradigm that says that, you know, there's no meaning in the world and we're all just biological robots and all this other nonsense, which is a myth. Um, and saying that, hey, there's this whole big world of meaning, just like our ancestors thought there was uh, in the world. The difference is today we have, you know, much more psychological clarity and ability to discern between truth and, and falsity. Uh, we also have biases of our time that we need to work against. But we have the psychological ability to look at the world and say, hey, that really is a meaningful coincidence and not look at everything as being a meaningful coincidence the way a primitive uh, person or primitive culture may have a long time ago. So 
um, you know, we can use our masculine awareness ability to discern and look through our experiences and very carefully say, yes, this is very meaningful and unusual. So we can use our masculine clarity and strength of ego consciousness and turn that to these mysterious experiences like synchronicity that point to a bigger feminine whole in the world, that point to uh, a greater working principle in the world besides you know, causality and, uh, you know, biology and all that, that there's a bigger thing going on in the world that has to do with consciousness. And, and in fact, you can look at the whole of reality as a, as a laboratory for the development of consciousness and for, for, you know, something like a synchronicity, the fact that it plays on what we're not getting. I mean, that is a mind blowing idea that there's a principle in the universe that wants us to become more whole psychologically, to understand things we're not getting. I mean, that is a radical revisioning of, of what the whole world is about. And again, we, we don't have to use it in a kind of a new agey, everything's magical and, you know, we're all connected all that way, which is a little too much in a, little, a lot of con- yes, a lot of cases. Yes, yes. But we, we can say there is a connection, there is a way that things are happening in the world that are much bigger than our ego and there is a meaningful story going on. Um and, and, and you this, can use the, that in a precise way. The, the, you're talking about how each of us is being encouraged for some by something somehow to become more conscious, more aware, and more aware of consciousness, mm-hmm. and become a participant in its development. Mm-hmm. It, there's a teleology here that I think Jung would embrace that has to do with being pulled to the future, being pulled for some yes. purpose. What What is the purpose, in your view, of this, this expansion, the development of greater awareness of our consciousness? Yeah, well, Jung talked about every little work of consciousness that each one of us does in our own individual way whether that is a mental consciousness, an emotional or feeling consciousness, a body consciousness, you know, discovering what our body wants and giving it that, you know, hearing the parts of our psyche that are not being heard, um, you know, all these ways that we become just a little bit more whole. Each of those experiences for Jung was doing something objective. That means for the universe, for the, for the, the greatest, in the greatest possible way. Um, Jung's, one of Jung's um, most famous books is Answer to Job. And in Answer to Job, he puts the Western God image on the couch. And what you see when you look at that is that in the relationship between the figures in the Bible and Yahweh, the Hebrew God, it's the human figures over and over again that are really leading the way morally. It's not Yahweh. Yahweh's just kind of going, you know, fire and brimstone, and I'm going to turn into behemoth and leviathan and just destroy this town and better be scared of me you know it's a very kind of ego uh position and a very primitive position frankly and it's it's the human characters in those stories that are saying hey well what if we find you know 50 people in this city that are good maybe you won't destroy it then that kind of thing and so what you see there is is a dynamic relationship where the human figure is actually making the divine background or the transpersonal background or whatever you want to call it more conscious that we are, are working out God's shadow that evil can be understood as God's unconscious and that there's a dynamic process happening in the world between those forces and ourselves. And 
you know, I have a background in philosophy. That's the first good explanation I ever heard of for why there's evil in the world. First satisfying explanation I ever heard. And so that is a whole different way of looking at the world. It's saying every little thing we do does do something in an objective way for the universe. And that, to me, speaks to why we value morality, um, why we do value consciousness and understanding in the way we do. Um, and I think it's a very big idea, but a very beautiful and satisfying one. And I think, you know, future generations are going to continue to unfold young the way we are. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Each one of us has a little bit to contribute to the evolution of consciousness. And how does our awareness of synchronicity uh, help us do that? Well, I think, you know, first of all, there's the general awareness of synchronicity, which I think in a personal way is one of those things where you get the feeling of, hey, there's, there's something going on here and I'm a part of it and I'm being seen and this little magical thing just happened for me and and that's beautiful and wonderful and i think it's something we want to take in uh, maybe not something we want to totally identify with and and go around talking to all our friends you know uh, you know perhaps that's a question but i think we certainly want to take it in um, so in a collective sense of understanding what synchronicity is about i think understanding that we are at a home in a home here in this planet that is about the creation of meaning and we're a part of that. Very important. I think another piece here that's really important for our culture is that we have such a masculine, imbalanced culture in favor of the masculine. Jung said that. And it's clear that, that we deride and put down these kind of you know experiences like synchronicity that might be called woo-woo or something, but they're very real and they very much happen. So we live under this masculine illusion in our time that says that all that stuff doesn't really happen and you're just imagining it. I mean, you know, there's a great story. I'm sure you would have seen the story about Michael Shermer. Uh, who's yes, the, and the, the radio. Skept, the skeptic and the radio, right? So have you had that story on your show? No. So Michael Shermer is kind of the pope of skepticism. Uh, he literally debated Rupert Sheldrake, and he's the editor of Skeptic Magazine, you know, very much against all this stuff. So he married a woman from Germany. She shipped her stuff over. They had a wedding. Uh, some of the things didn't, you know, were in, in great shape after the shipping or something like that, and the radio from the grandfather didn't work. Well, on the day of the wedding, they hear music. They open a drawer. It's the grandfather's radio playing. And earlier in the day, the bride had been wishing that the grandfather could be there and how, how beautiful, it, it, you know, it, it, the energy of, of that, that person in her life was. So all of a sudden on the day of that radio comes on and it never played again. And, you know, it was supposedly broken and it came on of its own accord just on the wedding day. So here we have the Pope of skepticism in the United States receiving a profound synchronicity totally based on feeling and, and sort of beautiful, heart-filled wedding image. And, and kudos to him to have the guts to, to put that out in Scientific American and say, hey, you know, I've been putting this stuff down, but I had my own experience and this is what happened. So, you know, kudos to him for having the guts and the courage to, to do that. And I think you see in that what the possibility of our culture to be open to this larger story. I mean, what a radically different view of, of the world it would be for so many people to feel that there's a larger story constantly unfolding that values their heart connection to the people around them and to their ancestors and to the people they love. I mean, that is a completely different 
view. And to say that that is objectively true, not some woo-woo idea. It's the woo-woo parts of it are, are might be real in many ways as well. But we know that there is a way that feeling and our our heart bonds extend around time and space. Um, you know, there's so many stories of a mother knowing when the the child is in danger across the world. Or someone dies and that person appears in a sibling's bedroom that night. You know, the, there's always that strong feeling tone with these powerful stories. And I think, um, you know, that cultural message here for us is that there's something much bigger going on. Then you can get into the personal and start wrestling with it on a personal level and say, what's in it for me? But I think the cultural piece and the, the collective piece about what we're doing here on the planet, those are, are very big as well and, and would be a big change for our culture to really understand that. And I think we are, we are getting there. Uh, knowing the feeling of someone at a distance, um, I put in a telepathy uh, revisited. That was the old definition of telepathy, knowing the feeling of someone at a distance. So mm-hmm. Telepathy, tele, at a distance, pathy. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling. So I, I think telepathy and other psi things begin to contribute to our understanding of group consciousness in a way that people will experience on a regular everyday basis and become mm-hmm. a way for them to uh, become a, more aware of consciousness being something we're all immersed in. And as we talk about that, uh, we will continue with talking about that in our next segment with our, our super guest, Gary Bobroff. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. 
These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? Well then, meet Dr. Kimberly McGeorge and her cutting-edge breakthrough knowledge that combines science with possibility. Dr. Kimberly brings real-life answers and healing to those open to alternative solutions. She teaches solution-based programs and classes that will change all areas of your life forever. Specializing in conscious creation, intuitive readings, and energy medicine, you can rapidly shift health, relationships, business, and money and abundance challenges quickly. Receive her best-selling book, Secret to Everything, at no cost by going to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone. That's right. Transformation can start now. Just go to secrettoeverything.com forward slash X zone and receive Dr. Kimberly's book for free. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500 plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Welcome back to Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. Our guest today is Gary Bobroff, who is speaking wonderfully about archetypes and the evolution of human consciousness. My particular view of uh, coincidences starts with everyday experiences. And Gary, I've been trying to catalog uh, the number of common coincidences that people experience with an eye towards getting to some of the ways you are thinking, to talking about the way consciousness is evolving, talking about the way each of our consciousnesses can evolve. And the emphasis that you're having is using, as I understand it, using coincidences and synchronicity to be able to peer into what's beyond our everyday experience, to look beyond what we think of as ordinary reality. And at the beginning, you heard me talk about the Pauli exclusion principle. Uh, and I just want, I want to get back to consciousness, but it looked to me, as I read about Pauli and the exclusion principle, that he, in his work with Jung, probably influenced Jung to be thinking about, although Jung thought about archetypes before that, be thinking about about 
mathematical concepts that existed outside of regular mind and outside of material the material world that influence the way our we experience our reality our material world what did you think of those comments yeah well and what it brings to mind for me is um you know the Pauli effect and you know for your listeners who don't know uh, the Pauli effect was the fact that um Pauli, despite being the most preeminent physicist of his time, I mean, people would send their papers to Pauli for feedback, even the most famous physicists. And, um, you know, he was, he was really, really, really highly respected for his intellect. But there was this thing called the Pauli effect, which is that equipment very often broke around him. He would walk in the lab, something would break. So there seemed to be a psychic connection between Pauli and and this equipment breaking. So famous. I mean, you can look it up on Wikipedia. This is not, you know, conspiracy stuff. This is Uh, out there. there, There'd be talks of of laboratory equipment breaking, and they'd say Pauli just rode by in a train. (laughs) Right. Exactly. 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 Things like that. I would would call that psychokinesis. Yeah, well, what it shows for, is that there's a connection between matter and psyche, and that's one of the key things that we're talking about here, is that the illusion of the masculine world is that matter is matter, and somehow matter magically creates this epiphenomenon called psyche. No, no, no. What the reality is, is the reality that we have always understood it, and the ancients understood it, which was that there is a flow of consciousness between matter and psyche, that that it's of one fabric, so that the the material world and the psychic world are not separate, that they're unified. That is one of the metaphors that we understand with the unity of the masculine and feminine coming together in our time, is understanding that those two things are of one one consciousness. Well, so, I, I was just curious if you had any sense that the Pauli exclusion principle contribute, contributed to Jung and Pauli's view of the connection between mind and matter, because the Pauli exclusion principle is a statement of that, that connection, I think. Yeah, I don't really know enough about the physics piece to, to be able to comment on the, uh, the principle you're talking about, but certainly... Um, Jung and, and working with Pauli for such a long period of time and also even knowing him you know, so well and he actually um, may or may not he certainly had some kind of personal relationship with Marie-Louise von Franz as well who was Jung's right hand woman Yes. Um, so um, you know I, I think being around this person who and analyzing his dreams and you know there, there's a great book on the Jung-Pauli letters that people can read where they talk about the two sides of Pauli's interior unconscious, a more abstract, rational side and a more fiery, earthy side. And so you have in this person uh, a living embodiment of matter-psyche principle, both the brilliant intellect and the equipment breaking. Very good, yeah. I, 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 that's, a, that's very good. That's very good. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, Go ahead. What I'm... What, what do you think of the relationship of um, of telepathy and clairvoyance and precognition uh, and uh, archetypes? Yeah, well, I, I think for me that all fits together with the unity of matter and psyche. You know, the idea that you know uh, that um, consciousness is just something in your brain. We're, we're getting beyond that, and we're we're seeing that. You know, if you look at Rupert Sheldrake's work, which is 
scientifically do, uh, documented time and time and time oh, he's again. Good. You know? He's good. He's good. He's yeah. good. Yes. Your listeners can can read the sense of being stared at book or or watch some lectures on YouTube with Rupert. But you get a sense that this is real. The idea that the consciousness extends beyond the body, that's the correct understanding. And the illusion is that it's just in the brain. Um, and so you have, with all of those things, the unity of all those things speaks to the unity of matter and psyche, that there isn't a, a, a break, that, that, um, that there is, you know, even psyche can transcend even time and space. We can have precognitive dreams, as you've said. We can get echoes from things in the past and see synchronicities happen in connection with things in the past. Uh, and so for me, it's accepting a different view of the world that meaning is, you know, meaning is built into reality in all its forms and that matter and psyche are of one fabric so that, you know, that way if I'm listening to my iPod and a tune comes up, at just the right moment, and it fits with, you know, what's happening in the world or what I'm thinking in my mind. I can I can say, hey, look, we had a little moment there of the music reflecting the external world, and say, yes, this is reality that we live in, where matter and psyche are reflective of one another, and that's just natural. That's so normal. what I what I'm getting from the way you think about coincidences and synchronicity and probably serendipity too, is that they should alert the person experiencing the coincidence that we are not just isolated brains, that our, brain, our minds are not contained within our skulls, that our yes. minds extend beyond. And that's what you ask people, our listeners, to take away from this discussion. Use coincidences to look up from your everyday life and notice the possibility that we are part of an extended greater mind that is evolving to which you are making contributions. That's right. Very That's nice. That's right. Beautifully said. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. You're very welcome. It's, been a, it's a pleasure to listen to you talk, and I wanted to just hear how you have a take on it, and I seem to have summarized it fairly well. I'm a psychiatrist. I went to medical school. I take things apart. I make diagnoses, I make categories. And so I am developing a set of categories for different kinds of coincidences. And those categories have to do with not just the way they appear. And the way they appear include the standard Jungian one, thinking about something and it happens, mind and external reality mat match, but also ones that where mind-mind makes connections and also ones where you get series of the same thing repeated. Uh, Gary Schwartz, who you may know, has just written a book uh, uh, that is all about serial coincidences, as I call them, called super, he calls them super synchronicities. But the way I understand you is all of them should be indicators, portals for people's thinking about the greater consciousness. Yes. Yes. You, yes. Um, and, and, and you see them also as a way for us to open up to the archetypal feminine. Yes. Which, which you identify with as greater consciousness. And there almost seems equivalent to the way you're talking. Y yes, because so often... Um, that greater consciousness comes through the, the piece that we're missing. That piece that we're missing is so often a feminine piece, a feeling piece. You know, some people might be more in the feminine and going to the masculine and need the clarity and all that. But um, 
Yeah, and I, I did a, a 10-hour web series that people can see um, on my website uh, with Dr. Cynthia Cavalli, who she really works on getting into the personal meaning of synchronicity with people. And so we had 10 hours to look at the feminine and, and synchronicity and they, and they can get your website simply by putting Gary Bobroff in their search engine and they'll come up with your website. I think it's G, gsbobroff.com is my main website where you get everything of mine, gsbobroff.com. Well, that's a place to uh, participate possibly or re- in your in your. 10, your 11 session, 10, 11 session um, web, webinar and future things coming up. What do you have coming yes, up indeed. in the future? I'm teaching a course I do called Archetypal Nature on the 26th. The five-part webinar series begins. You can find that uh, through my website or through archetypalnature.com. And this Friday, I'm lecturing to my local uh, Jung chapter here in British Columbia on uh, synchronicity and the feminine, this very topic. So. Oh, excellent, excellent. And where will that be in British Columbia? In uh, Comox, Courtney, B.C., Comox Valley. Very good, very good. Well, we're we're about to wrap up, and it's it's been a pleasure to hear how you think, to hear how you connect what I might call the everyday experience of coincidences, because they happen all the time, if you pay attention to them, with... Uh, the greater consciousness of which we are all a part. It's a wonderfully simple algorithm that you're asking uh, the rest of humanity to pay attention to, and you say it so clearly and so um, explicitly uh, and in such a nice, simple, clear way that you get around to saying what we need to be doing here on this planet with using coincidences, synchronicity to do that. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here. And Good luck with all of your important work, and I hope uh, your listeners will will follow you and support you and get involved with uh, what you're what you're offering for them. Thank you very very much for being on the program, Gary. Goodbye from connecting with coincidence. It's been a pleasure having Gary with us. Goodbye. <laughs>